welcome back to another daily walk. Well, it's a daily sit because it's very rainy out right now. So, not going to take a big camera out there in the rain. Uh, so, my backup spot, my nice outdoor patio deck with the nice brick wall. All in all, it's another brick in the wall. But today I want to take some time and talk about foundations a little bit. Um, I saw a video from um, Kenneth Ham the other day, and uh, of course he's the gentleman behind the uh, Answers in Genesis, and there's uh, clearly some things, you know, I wouldn't completely see eye to eye with, but um, for the most part, I really like what he's saying, and this was a series or a, a sermon really that was, uh, really in my eyes, gave a lot of credit to the ministry. He did address the, the one thing where um, those groups, uh, the creation-focused groups, tend to focus too much on that to the exclusion of the gospel, but he really did a good job in this particular message of, you know, indicating that this is not necessarily a salvation issue, but is certainly foundationally important. Um, and I kind of want to summarize part of it, and I don't even remember what the name of the of the the sermon was. Um, it is something that we uh, we saw in our in our church. We do um, between our. Uh, intense Bible studies for the Sunday morning, we will stop and do a video sermon, um, and then we'll get back in and do something else. So this was what we did for two weeks in between. And uh, really, the heart of his message is talking about the culture and how did we get to where we are. And uh, it's, it's trying to answer this question, and we address this every now and again on this channel as well, this fundamental question, why are young people leaving the church? Why is it people aren't believing anymore? And different people have their own different ideas, uh, including myself. I mean, I, I know a, a young person that I, that I mentor, and he's dedicated to God, but it's very hard to find people who are truly dedicated to Jesus uh, among the younger people. And a lot of it, according to Kenneth Ham's analysis, and I would certainly agree with the vast majority of this, a lot of the reason is we have allowed the religion of atheism, and it is a religion, to take over, usurp rather, the position of God. And then we send kids to church, and then as we send them out to church, what ends up happening is... Um, you know, we, we tell them, we, we give them little Bible stories, we give them really a lot of shallow, surface level things, we teach them if they don't accept Jesus, they're going to burn in hell, and then of course, no surprise, these kids accept Jesus. But when they do so, they don't really know what they're accepting. They know, don't know what that means, and we're not giving any apologetics. And that is what my friend uh, believes is one of the biggest problems, is that we don't have apologetics. And I said, well, maybe we need to start with the foundations and embed apologetics into <clears throat> the foundations, which is true. Now, where is the foundational beginnings of it all? What's fascinating is that we will tell our kids how important this Bible is. But while we're telling them how important this Bible is, we focus so much on this last piece of it, pretty much ignoring all of this. And then we're trying to tell them that this is important. Trust Jesus. It's going to be okay. And my biggest argument is that we don't know what that means. We don't sit there and and analyze what does it really mean to trust Jesus. And then we forget about all of this. 
particularly the very beginning, and this is where Kenneth Ham's uh, foundational beginning starts, is in Genesis. And I would actually agree with him. Um, I heard a sermon also on this similar topic by John MacArthur not too long ago. It was a few months back. And uh, the sermon that he preached is also about if we can't believe this first part in Genesis, which is a narrative. This is not poetic stuff. This is not Song of Solomon. This is not Psalms. Uh, this is not um, prophecies where they're using a series of analogies. The historical account of Genesis is narrative. If we don't start with what did God do at start, we say, well, you know, God could have used God could have used evolution, you know, the gap theory. God could have used a whole variety of different viewpoints. But Genesis tells us he created this world in seven days. And that's seven literal days. Or did he just or is he a deist God? He created all in seven ages, and then he took an age off. Well, that's deism. That's not theology. That's not an, an, an impotent, eminent God who is involved in the creation's life. Genesis is important. This is the part we need to start in. And I got news for you guys that want to say, well, all, all this evolution studies, this is just as scientific as evolution. Evolution is not a testable scientific theory. They're both a matter of faith. We'll save that deeper discussion for another time. But the foundational beginning is we have to teach that Genesis is the foundation. And he focuses on Genesis 1 to 11. Of course, that's Genesis pre-flood uh, period right before the, the flood and actually slightly after the, uh, the flood as uh, Genesis 11 gets into the Tower of Babel and dividing and creating the nations by confusing the language. Um, and so what we have to focus on is if, if we want to just say, go believe in Jesus, but we're not focusing on the foundational truth of what is in Genesis, we say, well, you know, that's all just, we'll leave that all stuff to science. Well, if you don't believe in a God that can create the little world in seven days, do you believe in a God that can raise you from the dead? That's fundamentally important. And the fact of the matter is, our God does raise us from the dead. Our God did give us new beginnings. He made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. He is going to pass away and recreate everything we have here in this world. This is the old earth. This is the sinful earth. This is the part that in Revelation, he says the earth passed away. In fact, if we just kind of flip over to that particular verse, I believe it's in Revelation 22, 1 or 2 or something. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there's not any longer any sea. Okay, that is the current view that we have, the current world that we have. Everything we have is going to pass away and then be recreated. And it's not going to be another eons and ages and another big bang. This is a all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient God with the miraculous powers to control this world. He is going to, he created the beginning he created us as new creatures. He's going to end this current planet and recreate it in a perfect world without sin. We have to start understanding the first part of Genesis is a narrative account. It is historically accurate. God breathed. 
That's where we have to start. And when our kids start seeing us be serious about this, don't bow the knee to somebody who's maliciously scientific when he's talking about a non-scientific principle. Science can tell us if I drop this book, it's going to fall because it's an observational science. We can't observe evolution. We can't observe the Big Bang. We can't observe any of that. Science is critically important to be able to observe these things. We can't observe them. It is faith. Whether you believe in an omnipotent God or you believe in some nebulous being, it's a matter of faith either way. And I'm going to believe a God who gave us a book that science has not contradicted what is in this. Do you understand that? Archaeology has not contradicted what is in this. Psychology has not contradicted what is in this. This is the truth. And the more it's the more and more people try and fight against us, the more and more it rings out as true. As Josh McDowell said in Evidence of Man's a Verdict, the Bible is a bell which had worn out many in Anvil. We have to start with that foundational beginning. Genesis. Begin there. Teach your kids that that is true. And then teach kids why we stand on the power of God. I know that's not taught very well in these churches these days. But that's what we got to do. If we want a solid faith, if we want kids who are dedicated to Jesus, we got to treat this stuff like it's real. Because God is real. He's real to me. And I hope he's real to you. If he's not, send me a message. We'll talk about him in more detail. Thanks for coming along on this, well, daily set. If you want to help support the channel, take a look at the links in the description down below. Um, some of the best ways is to help support with some books. This is Testing on Temptations. This is the new book, uh, well, the new release of my first book. Uh, this is much more edited, much better. We have scripture indexes. Uh, this is now being rolled out on a variety of different platforms, um, ebooks and print books. You can go into a local Barnes and Nobles and order them. They probably wouldn't stock it, but you go into a local one and order it. I did find it on their website last night. Uh, both ebooks and the print books are available there. Variety of other places. I think you can get them, the ebooks on Kobo right now, and um, uh, I think they're on everywhere globally on Amazon at this point in time. So you can pick them up any of those sources. Uh, keep a lookout. Uh, it will be rolled out to other bookstores and distributors soon. Um, it takes a few weeks to roll it out, and we just pushed the button on this uh, in the last couple weeks through the main distributing channels. All the Amazon channels have been out for, for about a month or an hour or so. So have, have a look at this book here. There are uh, print editions. Also, if you want a signed copy and you're in the United States, you can order it directly from me. Uh, request, uh, request that it be signed. I'll go ahead and sign those for you. And they're actually uh, a much better deal to pick them up from me anyway. I also have the book, The Art of Shallow Neighboring. Uh, this is actually my best-selling book. Uh, it's a parody. Literally, it is a parody where... Uh, we are, uh, we're talking about the book, The Art of Neighboring. It is a parody of that book, but I also tackle a lot of first world Christianity. Um, and this should be available pretty much anywhere, uh, print book and ebook. We are starting to work on audiobooks. This will be the first audiobook released, and then Testing and Temptations is going to come out in audiobook after that. Uh, keep an eye on the website for more details and information on that. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. 
Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.